I'm really excited because we want to talk about our sponsor. It's somebody I have a ton of respect for. It's Alex Morris, the Science of Hitting Investment Research Service, so TSOH. You might see that on his Twitter. Alex spent a decade working as an equities analyst. He was a buy-side equities analyst before he launched his own service. It's been a couple of years ago that, that Alex launched. And I've followed Alex on Twitter for a long time. Yeah, he's a great follow. He puts out a lot of high-quality equity research, and he gives 100% transparency into his portfolio decision-making. So if you uh, subscribe to his service, you'll, you'll get all the information about the decisions he makes in his own portfolio, the disclosure of all the changes, and why he made those decisions. One of the things we talked about both a lot is, especially for people with a regular job where investing is just a passion you have, and it's not like me where I, this is my full-time gig, being able to outsource that work to somebody that this is a full-time equities analyst is a, is a great thing to be able to do. And uh, you can have access, I believe, 349 bucks a year. Yeah. For that level of in-depth research and the transparency and track record that comes along with it, I think that's a pretty good deal. Some of the companies that Alex covers include Microsoft, Meta, Netflix, Disney, Roku, Match Group. And, and many others. You can find uh, TSOH Investment Research Service at thescienceofhitting.com. Again, thescienceofhitting.com. We'll have that in the show notes too if you want to be able to find it there. Hey, Jeff, it's another week and I'm, and I'm pissed. I think we're going to have to rename this segment instead of calling it Rough Cuts. We're just going to have to call it Jason's Pissed. Yeah, it, it feels like it's going, going down that path. So there's a company out there. I'm not going to name the company. But it's better to say it's a breed of companies, but I'm going to use an example of one. And these companies, Jeff, they do this thing really well where they sell like an idea or a vision. Every company does that to some degree, right? But the great investments are the ones that actually deliver on whatever that amazing thing is right. for a really long time and do it really well and make a ton of money, right? But there's a breed of companies that really all they do is tell that story get investors excited, raise capital, piss the money away, tell the story again, wash, rinse, and repeat. And I'm going to throw a couple names out there of companies that have been actually pretty good at using this sort of thing for a very, very long time. Like Plug Power is an example of one, right? This company has been around two decades and they have, I don't even think, Jeff, I don't think they've ever had a single profitable quarter in two decades much less a profitable year. All right. So I just, I wanted to use that one as an example of like, this is kind of the ilk of companies that are out there, but this company has been in the news lately. And when I say news, it's like not even really the news. It's kind of has a little bit of a niche interest of investors that are chasing it is it's going to be the next big thing. It's going to be the next big thing in batteries and energy storage. And the thesis has been for a while, All they had to do was secure this loan from the federal government, from the Department of Energy. They got to secure this loan and the money's just going to start pouring in. Okay. Mm -hmm. I actually bought some shares in this company earlier this year, just a really small position. A couple of people that kind of thought knew their stuff were talking about it. And I did a little bit of research, a little bit of reading. Like, I'm just going to get a little starter position, see what's going on here. So bought a little bit, started doing some research. Stock went crazy. I'm like, this is nuts. This feels weird. And I sold, exited my position and got out. 
since then, I've started doing more research. One of the things that I did that's come out since then is their proxy statement for their annual report. It's got stuff like management compensation. Okay. I want to share with you the management compensation for the executors, the executives, excuse me, the ex executors. Now, it's not a will. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> Buddy, you said it. So, okay. Are you ready? Here are the four buckets that management, five, the five buckets that management is going to be compensated on. Okay. So 25% of management's compensation for their bonus is based on booked orders. Okay. It's like, it's not even real business. It's just, it's just somebody signed on something. Nobody's accepted anything. There's no guarantee it's going to happen. So not like deferred revenue where you've signed the contract, you just haven't collected it yet. It's just... a booked order. Yeah, the okay. customer has signed an order, right? They've signed a sales agreement, but it's just a fucking booked order. Okay. 25%. Another 25% is revenue. And, you know, okay, all right, you know, I'm okay with that. That's fine. Revenue is a pretty important thing for a company. Here's where things start to get really shitty is, is the word that I'm going to use here. 20% of management's bonus is based on driving down a cost reduction in, in the production cost of their, their, their battery technology. What is every battery company on the entire planet doing right now, Jeff? Driving down the cost of production. Driving down the costs of production. Next, 15% of their bonus is tied to factory capacity. How big of a factory can they build? They get a bonus for building a bigger factory. I love this. There's one more. There's one more. This one actually sounds kind of okay. 15% is tied to some thresholds for production of like their next generation battery. That's, that sounds kind of good, right? Yeah. 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 Here's the thing. The threshold to become eligible for bonus is building a test container. A, a, a test container. Follow, follow the money people. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Test container. So they could like take an egg carton and be, and be like... I think it's probably a little more than that. I think it's probably a little more than that. But the, the point is there is nothing in here about safety for your workers in your factories. There's nothing in here about profitability, about cash flows, about per share. There is nothing in here that you can really point to besides revenue growth and say, hey, this is really 
a value creating sort of sort of thing. Nothing. All right. Not. I have two two thoughts here. So one is I think investors would be wise to check in on proxy statements for companies that they're invested in or are thinking of investing in. And sometimes they're difficult to wrap your head around because some of the compensation is a little wonky, but you will notice if you look at enough of them, what's like a normal or normal-ish kind of thing to align executive incentives with. So they're aligned with shareholders. But the second thing, and this is what I want to ask you, don't you think that when you see these really wacky incentive structures or you see executives getting enormous paychecks, especially compared to the market size of the business or what they're able to put out product-wise, don't you feel like this all sort of comes out in the wash eventually in, in, in just the, the results that get reported? And if, or, or is the concern more that, yes, it might, but you will have already bought in at that point and seen a big loss in your portfolio? Plug power shares over the past 20 years are down 98% since the IPO. The company continues to raise shares. I can't tell you how many thousands and thousands of percentage points the, their n number of shares issued have been up. That's the problem. Shareholders are a bank that these companies can keep coming back to. Yeah. Because there's always new shareholders. The people that they built in 2002 are not the same people that they built in 2022. The problem with Plug Power and a lot of these companies is you're right. It, it's not just the story. It's the story that gets sucked into the hype. So I, I will tell a quick Plug Power story. I have a friend who has a sibling who doesn't understand investing really, but will constantly talk about Plug Power and how you need to buy Plug Power and how Plug Power is the future. And I keep telling my friend, who, who, who is the sibling of this person. No way. There's a, this is just a story being told with no actual results on the back end, you know, and the person's not an idiot, but he's, but he's also just not someone who like pays attention to investing. This is just sort of, yeah. I got this hot tip, that kind of a vibe, you know, like, so yeah, I, and they tell, they tell great stories. That's the bottom line is you, you get, you get leaders that give, Talk about something that is aspirational and inspirational. What yeah. is more amazing than the idea of carbon-free energy that's low cost, that we s steal from the sun and the, and the wind, and we use that to make hydrogen to power- All right, so what is your- you know, Seagoing vessels and all of the big heavy-duty stuff. frozen on me. And then we stick batteries, advanced batteries in our cars and in our houses and in businesses, and we have a perfect world, right? I mean, that's, it sounds so incredible. Until these companies do nothing with it. All they do is enrich their, their, their managements, right? That's what they've proved. That's their business model is raising capital, enriching their managements, building a little bit of a business, never figuring out or even bothering to figure out how to make money with it. And how they make money is by doing secondary offerings and telling a great story to, to investors. It's not All illegal. Right. It's terribly sad. So how do we... How do we prevent ourselves from falling for these kind of companies? What, what's your it, advice to people listening? It's the toolbox. It gets back to the toolbox. And if you're, if you're getting this from somebody at the water, the water cooler or on Twitter, hashtag dollar sign, whatever the, the, the ticker is, and there's like five or six people talking about this under the radar company that seem to come, come out of nowhere, but they have all of this deep knowledge then you're getting scammed. I mean, that's the bottom line. You know, that's, that's the thing. And I'm not, I'm not saying plug power is a scam because it is a viable going interest and it has been for 20 years. They actually sell stuff. 
right? And they sell a lot of it and they have big customers with big contracts. They just don't make any goddamn money from what they sell. They make money from secondary offerings from bag holders, right? Right. Yeah. So when you like get the vibe that this is, hey, this is, this is going to be huge, but it's not like you're not hearing about it on CNBC or not really smart people aren't talking about it that are reputable and it feels like under the radar. Yeah. It's because there's somebody selling you speakers out of the back of a van in the Bank of America parking lot, right? It's, yeah. If, if they've been around that long and it's still not, it still feels under the radar. Yeah. There's probably, probably something to take a second look at. This particular company, oh, this is the last thing I want to say here. This particular company that I'm still, you can figure it out. It won't be hard for you to figure it out. Some of you might already know, but this whole government loan thing, like this was going to be like the panacea, right? This was going to be the thing that was going to be game changing. The stock spiked after that announcement came out didn't reach highs from earlier this year off of that spike. And it's down, I don't know, close to half since then. It's down to like March levels. So that's another way, you know, is whenever the big thing doesn't actually turn out to be the big thing, there's yeah. not, there's not going to be a big thing. Just go buy an index fund. There you go. Well, thanks for, thanks for ranting at me. I appreciate it. I feel better, Jeff. I feel better. All right. All right. See you next time. See you next time.